Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. The Hill might be every county resident's favorite St. Louis city neighborhood. It's the favorite neighborhood of many city dwellers as well, whether or not they live there. The Italian district raised Yogi Berra and Joe Garagiola, and it launched dozens of family-owned eateries that are still going strong in the hands of children, grandchildren, and even great-grandchildren. But the coronavirus has changed many things in the U.S., and the Hill is not immune to that. Joining us today to discuss how this dining destination is doing at a time when no one's allowed to dine out are two local business owners. My first guest is Chris Saracino. He's the president of Hill 2000. That's the Neighborhood and Business Association. And he's also an owner of four St. Louis area restaurants, including two under the Bartolino's name and two that go by Chris's, including Chris's Pancake and Dining. So Chris Saracino, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And we're also joined today by Larry Fuse. He opened Lorenzo's Trattorio 21 years ago, and he is still the owner of it. He's also the owner of Gelato de Rizzo, which has two locations. Larry, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Now, Larry, I understand that all three of your businesses are still open for carryout. The dining rooms are closed, but you're still providing food for people. Was that a hard decision to decide to go that route? It was very hard, but it was, we had no choice. It was uh, it was either that or completely shut down. So we uh, we had to we got to do what we can do just to stay open and keep people working and keep everybody happy. So with three eateries, uh, that's got to be a number of employees. How many did you have to lay off when you made the choice to try to stay open just for carryout? I would say between all three, it was around thirty. Uh, most of them being at Lorenzo's. Uh, there was a handful of each at uh, the Gelato stores, probably about five or six at each store, but a very large amount, probably 20 to 25 from Lorenzo's. Okay, and that had to have been so hard, uh, just difficult to have those conversations. Oh, it was terrible. You know, we've been, we've had, luckily we've been, had a great crew that's been with us for lots of years, and We've been very lucky with that, and so they, you know they become part of your family. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when something like this happens, it's just we have no choice. But we are trying to bring everybody in as little as we can, just to give them a little bit of hours and make some money. But it's just uh, it's not easy. Chris, how about you? With these four restaurants, are are they still all open for carryout? Um, everyone, um, our locations are all open for carryout. The docket, I'm I'm sorry, did close last Thursday. That's Chris's um, at the docket uh, downtown. The docket location downtown, correct. Did close last Thursday. It was a tough decision based upon, um, you know, the courts and the city hall and things going on in and around where we draw a lot of our, our uh, clientele um, for, for breakfast and lunch, which, um, you know, it's they're down to very minimum people in their building. So um, just to, we thought it would be best to, to kind of uh, shut shut down at that location uh, altogether, um, not even doing curbside. Now the Watson location, we're still running curbside, and both our Bartolino uh, locations are running curbside. And have you been able to get enough business from the curbside to sustain having a skeleton crew still on staff? Um, You know, I'm sure Larry feels the same way. I think uh, we need to remain relevant, and I and I also think we need to remain a part of the food chain that can't always be supported by by all the grocery stores. You know, you you just hear and see all these different uh, stories regarding you know how much 
uh, the grocery stores, there's so much pressure on them to get their stores, their stores, uh, shelves stocked. And, you know, I think, I think we're, we're trying to make, be another outlet for, for folks to be a part of, you know, not just that they pick up their favorite foods and in their different locations, but it's also a necessity, I think, you know, to be, to be able to help out, you know, I mean, I think that, that people get tired of, of being able to have to worry about what's for dinner or doing things that, you know, schooling's changed. Parents are probably helping their kids with school all day, and then they got to stop and think, oh, my gosh, what are we going to make? So hopefully we can be a help and a support to, to the many families uh, that, that need it, you know, throughout our, our area. So it, it sounds like you see this as less of a simple sort of mathematic calculation on whether you can still make money and more that you're seeing this as a service by keeping your doors so partially open. Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's how, you know, my, my family, my brothers and I kind of discussed it um, as, as being a service. Now, you have to, you know, you have to be responsible to an extent, but but also as a service and, and a good outlet. I mean, you know, today we were able to deliver um box lunches to go out to an office that is you know there 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 there's 30 different people in 30 different offices that uh you know so in each person the got a box lunch from us so hmm. that type of support otherwise you know i don't know you know i'm sure you know i don't know what other options i'm sure there's other options out there but i think that again i think they they called us they needed uh they needed some some help with sandwiches and we were able to provide that so it, it was good it hopefully helps them and helps us larry what are you hearing from uh customers either when you run into them or when they come to pick up their curbside is is this kind of one of those small treasures or pleasures in the time of just having so few left to us you know, just like Chris was saying, I think it, it kind of keeps some type of normality to people mm-hmm. where they can still feel like they're getting out and they're going out instead of um, constantly having to try to cook at home or, like Chris said, dealing with the kids and what's going on in the house. It just kind of gets a – it feels normal to somebody to go out, pick up dinner, and feel like they're going out on a date. Do you feel like most of your customers are coming from the neighborhood or are people driving a, a more significant way to get to this food? You know, I say it's about 50-50. We're getting a lot from the neighborhood, which is great. You know, we have a great neighborhood that supports each other constantly. But then we are getting a lot of our regulars that could live, I don't know, 10, 15 miles away, 20 miles away, that are still coming in and wanting to support us. They've been coming for years, and they just want to support our family. Hmm. That's That's got to be great to just to see that people are going to that trouble. They're obviously not getting a nice night out of it. They're getting a ride in the car and, and some food then to, to take back home, but they're willing to do it. Oh, it's a great feeling. It's great to uh, to see people that you normally see on a weekly or biweekly basis, and they're still coming by just to say hello and making sure we're okay. Now, Chris, you and I talked last week, and you told me at that point that most restaurants in the neighborhood you thought were trying to give the curbside thing a go. Is that still the case as we um, come through this weekend and, and head into this, I guess, third week of, of everything being closed? Yes. I mean, uh, they've the, the restaurants, and, and actually, um, I was out for a walk, um, you know, and, and checking on everybody, and, and they still... Everybody, it's, you know, it's amazing at the business owners' attitudes. Everybody's looked at it. Larry said it earlier. You know, the restaurant and most of these restaurant people have been, you know, their first, second, third generation owners, and and their employees are family. And the people that come to their places and establishments on a regular basis become a family, and you develop relationships with them. And so everybody 
has really, you know, the support you're seeing from the outside community, whether it's actually our Hill residents, are those that have dri- that will drive in for 20, 30 minutes to come and get food. But they, they, it's not just food for them. It's nourishment for it's. It's part of, as Larry says, part of their regular routines that they, it makes them feel good. And and I mean, I think that is, and it, again, this isn't the perfect sustainable business practice. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it keeps us all going. It keeps it. It, it keeps a purpose for all of us. Um, as as the as the restaurants, as the business owners, as the residents, that we all are looking out for each other, and we're all going to come through, you know, stronger. And, and you know, that's what's that's what when I talk to uh, the uh, my fellow business owners around the neighborhood and just residents, and everybody is saying, "Hang in there. We're thinking of you. We're praying for you. We're we're hoping the best. You know, let's let's get through all this together." I mean, those when you hear that on a regular basis, it's just it's it touches your heart. I mean, it, it's so special, and I think it's uh, what makes uh, our our community not just the hill and not just but our St. Louis city and our region. You know, um, when the our when our leaders when when, when the county executive, the St. Louis city mayor, and the governor and all that had to make make these tough decisions and probably in the best interest of all of us, you know, I mean, as much as we might not like it, it probably at the end of the day is in the best interest of all of us and the healthcare professionals, you know, to do, to do this. It was a hard decision, but you know, uh, it's made our community and I'm sure a lot of communities around the country like ours, you know, to realize and to, to, um, really respect and appreciate um, these life pleasures that we do have. And I think once we get back to um, roaring again, I think we'll be, um, we'll be, uh, we'll be a better community in a better region altogether. You mentioned uh, that many of these restaurant tours are second generation, third generation. Um, and thinking of that, I imagine these aren't maybe the most high-tech kitchens. You're not doing one of these uh, hmm. fancy, you know, point-of-sale things necessarily the way like a brand-new restaurant where, you know, the person has read all the books on how to do it is doing it. <laughs> Are there some real challenges in trying to, to um, change to this curbside model and deal with calls coming in as opposed hmm. to waiters taking orders? Uh, well, it, it's been for us, uh, you know, with with uh over the weekend um our business spiked a bit and you know we do have we've implemented the online ordering system and and our um our online system kind of got backlogged so much and you know we couldn't even get enough people to get them rung into because and not that it was a a, a consistent steady flow for many hours but when it, it just it was ironically it seemed like when people where one the order was kind of within the same ten to fifteen minute time span, and the, and and so that was certainly that's a new challenge for us, and you know because we're trying to pick up this new model, and so we're working off a tablet, trying to you know transfer it to our actually order, so it goes to the kitchen, so they know what to make, and it was it kind of got a little hectic, but you know we worked through it, but um, you know you, sometimes you can teach an old dog a new trick, and 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 so it was kind of it's a fun learning learning time for all of us. Have people been understanding of that kind of, you know, just the difficulty of getting your head around these new ordering systems? People have been great. I mean, I can't, like, the people have, who, who we bring out the food to, they've been very generous. They've been very thankful. They've been very patient. They've been, I mean, I, you know, it, it is truly, um, really uh, a great 
on on mankind. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, and, and human kindness. The, the the it's just been it's been it's been great. You know, because I'm not going to lie. I mean. Well, sometimes when it's when when things are you know when things were normal and you know you'd get you know people we we would get worked up on some of the slightest things and and you know you would wonder is that really what's important but and through these times people have been awesome completely mm-hmm. awesome and I, and I and I get that talking to Larry talking to fellow restaurateurs everybody has said the the, the same thing they've really appreciated the people's patience as we've all kind of learned to to transition our business to a different practice. So I've been very grateful for the support. I also find myself wondering about this curbside model. Um, you know, in so many neighborhoods, of course, that means drive up. But they're in the hill where everything is, is so close together. Do you see people, like, walking up for their curbside pickup? Larry, you could tell, talk about that. <laughs> Well, we uh, we were in the beginning. You know, people were coming in and kind of picking it up. But we've we've shut our doors where no one's allowed in the building, unfortunately, just because we're trying to keep as much can- contamination down. People wanted so to come in and, and order right there oh, in the lobby. They wanted to come in. Yeah, they wanted to come in and hang out like the old days. And it just it was kind of it was getting a little crazy. I, I'm glad you so put we, the kibosh on that. <laughs> yeah. So now everything is delivered to your car outside. At the curb, you pull up, you call the restaurant, tell us you're here, and we run it out to you. If somebody showed up on a bicycle, would that would that still work? Or oh, absolutely! Here on the hill, we have a ton of <laughs> golf carts, so we do we yeah. do a lot of golf cart deliveries. Oh, okay. So yeah, so you it doesn't have to be a vehicle. It's not like a drive-through where they're enforcing that car thing. But you're you're keeping no. everybody out of your lobby. Right. We're just trying to keep as much contact down as possible. But yes, you can pull up anything you want and we're going to deliver it to you. So bigger yeah. picture, um, I feel like the Hill is just one of these neighborhoods that everybody loves. We are all rooting for you guys. Why do you think, maybe Chris, this is a good question for you as, as the president of the Business Association, why do so many people feel like the Hill is their neighborhood, even if they haven't lived there for decades? Well, you know what, it, it, the Hill, you know, being being a part of the resident uh, association the Hill 2000 and a business association for for many many years. You know the community. We've always come together as a community. We've always come together in different events. You know we always the the, the kind of the model has been the church, the residents, and the businesses, and not just in that not just in that uh, order. You know mm-hmm. sometimes the church and the and the and the residents are supporting the businesses, and sometimes it's the business and the church supporting the residents, and it. And it just, as you turn the triangle, somebody's at the top and there's two supporting at the bottom, and it's been continuously that way. And, you know, the people that come to our neighborhood and want that nostalgia and, and you know, the many, many families who have kept the tradition and the heritage of our Italian ancestors alive throughout this time and, and leading up to now, you know, has always and, and the people that pick up those pieces and carry it forward, it's been it, it's just a wonderful it's a wonderful process and the people have it just I think people when they come to our neighborhood they embrace it you know we have a wine walk every year that the businesses participate and people pay a ticket to to go around to the different neighborhood businesses and take samples of wine and just samples of food and um, it's become one of the most popular events going and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Throughout the in, in people, we created that originally because I wanted people to come to our neighborhood. And I said, you know, people drive in, they go to Lorenzo's, they park their car, they enjoy the setting for a minute, they go in the restaurant, they enjoy a delicious dinner, they're 
They have a great time. They leave. They go back out. They go into Shaw, go to Kings Highway, go to 44, 40, and away they go. Here, when we do like the Swine Walk, it, en- it engages people into our neighborhood for, for four, three or four hours. And, and they really get the flavor of being able to walk the neighborhood places, passing houses that people have, you know, that keep up their tradition. This morning, I was out with, with, our, with, my, with my puppy and walking and, and just seeing, you know, I passed by every business and, and the, the pristine and how clean they keep everything and they and they uh the same with the residents and and what they're always trying to do fixing up their properties and stuff i think people enjoy that i think it kind of kind of is is kind of goes back in time where where you know um people appreciate it and and so i think that's what that's what brings the nostalgia to our neighborhood and i think that's what brings some people's excitement and, and enjoyment from larry do you think this will lead to any permanent changes for the neighborhood it's hard to say. Yeah, you know, it might it just it, with this thing. See how far, how long it lasts, and I think it's going to bring everybody a little closer. I mean, we're already a really tight neighborhood. You know, we all know each other, we help each other, but I think it might bring people a little tighter and a little closer. Yeah. Well, I hope you're right about that. That certainly would be the one good outcome that that could come out of this tough time we're living in. Um, Larry Fuse, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And Larry is the owner of Larry of uh, Lorenzo's Trattoria and Gelato di Rizzo. Um, and we were also joined today by Chris Saracino. He's the president of Hill 2000, the owner of Chris's Pancake and three other restaurants, which is Chris's, Chris's at the Docket, Bartolino's Osteria, and Bartolino's South. Uh, so, Chris, thank you for joining us as well. Well, thank, thank you for having us, and, and thank you for the opportunity today, because it's really been, it's really good to have the opportunity to kind of spread not just um, our news about the Hill neighborhood and, and, and talking about our restaurants and, and all the restaurants in, in, our, in our Hill neighborhood as far as, um, you know, supporting those as well, but just as a St. Louis community in the St. Louis region, you know, we ought to got to continue to be strong, fight through this together, and and be a better community and a better region um, from it. And so thank you for the opportunity to uh, be on with you on the show today, Larry. Good, good to be with you. And, uh, you, buddy. you know, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's all take care of each other. Yeah. Thank you okay. so much. And, and that's a great thought for us to end on. So um, let us all go out and do that and, and take care of each other. So thanks guys. All right. Thank you. Bye. This is St. Louis on the air on St. Louis public radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.